What's happening guys, Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for August the 28th of 2019. Of course, for those that are brand new to the show, this is a daily gaming news podcast that keeps you up to date and informed on everything happening in the gaming industry. Some may even say it keeps you abreast of the situation. They would say that. Uh, but we have a lot of news to dive into today. Adidas has signed Ninja as its first pro gamer that is going to be repping the brand going forward. Mixer streamers, speaking of Mixer streamers, uh, can now earn cash for recommending Xbox Game Pass, a pretty big move towards making uh, some kind of service similar to that of Twitch Prime on, of course, Microsoft's Mixer streaming platform. Steam's business model is unrealistic, according to an Ubisoft executive. Meanwhile, Apex Legends' newest hero and a new weapon have been leaked at a GameStop conference. The Lion King and Aladdin Sega Mega Drive classics are getting HD remasters. And finally, if you are one of musical ability, Cuphead Sheet Music has officially been unveiled, meaning you can play the hot tunes from the cool little indie that could. But that's pretty much the lineup for today's show. Again, if you enjoy what I bring to the table, consider clicking that subscribe button on youtube.com slash Media or a podcast feed where you do get your podcast. It tends to be what a podcast feed does. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top gaming news. First off, Adidas signs Ninja to its first pro gamer deal. The notorious streamer is officially joining the brand with the three stripes. Popular gaming streamer Tyler Blevins, better known as Ninja, has secured yet another brand deal. And this one may be the biggest one of them all. Ninja has just revealed a partnership with Adidas, making him the first pro gamer ever to be signed by the brand. The German sportswear giant told Engadget that the deal with Ninja is intended to show its commitment to gaming culture and supporting creators who show dedication to excelling in their field. Moving forward, Adidas said it will continue to find new ways to support the 2.3 billion gamers across the world. The company added that ultimately it is here to help athletes make a difference in their game no matter what games they are playing. As for Ninja, this announcement comes only a few weeks after he ditched Amazon's Twitch streaming service for Microsoft's Mixer Alternative, a move that came as a shock to the gaming community. He also now has his own toy line and reportedly gets paid a cool $1 million to stream new games such as Apex Legends, which is to say there is no shortage of brands wanting to work with him. Ninja has been seen wearing Adidas outfits recently at different events, but not much was made of it until he teased a a major reveal on his Twitter account, which featured a trippy video with an Adidas font on it. Adidas does currently sponsor various esports professional teams, but the deal with Ninja is significant because of the individual aspect of it. We will see over time what comes of the partnership between the company and the notorious gamer slash streamer, whether that be gaming-inspired apparel, shoes, or something else entirely. But for now, don't be surprised to see Ninja wearing the brand with the three stripes on it a lot more often. And so, of course, there's a big trailer right now that you can check out if you did want to see Ninja repping the brand, you know, to prove that it's actually happening. Uh, but overall, this is a pretty big deal, again, because this is the first individual to be signed by Adidas, which is a pretty major brand. And I think you're going to be seeing a lot more big brands go in on gaming and on esports over the coming years because it's not shrinking by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, esports is becoming a pretty big contender uh, when it comes to what makes money and 2019. Uh, these sports that people pay attention to, yes, technically other traditional sports are bigger, but esports is growing at a very, very fast rate. And we've been talking about all these big events on episodes of the podcast over the past few weeks. And I think it's worth mentioning that a lot of money is being funneled into not only the prize pools, but also the production value and also uh, the overall event venues, stuff like that. You are having a ton of money exchanging hands in the world of esports, which brings a lot of companies to the dinner table, if you know what I'm saying. 
Now, I do want to mention uh, that there is this Mixer and Twitch component to this story. You know, of course, Ninja switching from Twitch to Mixer, hypothetically a bad move in the long run, hypothetically a good move in the long run, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but I do want to point out that it doesn't matter where Ninja is streaming. It doesn't matter if he is on Twitch. It doesn't matter if he is on Mixer. Whenever an executive sees the name Ninja, he is now known as Ninja. He has established a brand. He isn't connected to Twitch anymore. He isn't connected even to Mixer, his new home for streaming. He is simply Ninja, and brands want Ninja. That's why he's able to sign exactly this kind of deal that we see here with Adidas today. But congratulations to Mr. Tyler Blevins for yet another big move in his gaming career. And it just goes to show that if you do hold out, if you keep the grind going, you can make some pretty big moves in the gaming industry. From playing Halo 2 just a few years ago to being the king of Fortnite and, of course, the king of making big business moves in 2019. Congrats to Ninja. But moving on, speaking of Mixer, Mixer streamers can now earn cash for recommending Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft-owned streaming platform Mixer is running a new promotion that incentivizes its streamers to recommend Xbox Game Pass subscriptions to their viewers, offering those streamers a small sum each time for their referral code being used. It's another example of Microsoft leveraging two different sides of its game business to benefit one another, following in the footsteps of initiatives like the Mixer Direct Purchase Program before it. This time around, the arrangement nets partner Mixer streamers three for every new Xbox Game Pass subscription or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate upgrade that registers using the streamer's code. It also does require Mixer streamers to be partners to take advantage of the promotion, a tier that typically requires an account to meet certain follower, quality, and stream frequency requirements to even apply. On Mixer's side, a blog post says that the promotion is a result of the important role Mixer partners play in the discovery of new games, and notes that another announcement trying the two services together is in the works as well excuse me, tying the two services together is in the works as well. And I would say this is the first step in what exactly is going to be happening between Xbox Game Pass and Mixer. Of course, Xbox Game Pass is the best deal in gaming. You get access to tons of games that continuously revolve, and you have new releases included with Game Pass as well. And with Ultimate, you even have the PC games that you can play on top of that. Tons of stuff coming uh, with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, but the collaboration with the Mixer side of what Microsoft brings to the table is incredibly interesting. Now, the referral codes are pretty much similar to that of the Epic Games store uh, where you can have a creator code if you want to buy some skins on Fortnite or even a game on the Epic Games store and your creator of choice gets a kickback in a monetary fashion. Now the big question is what is going to be happening going forward? If you actually added a free subscription to the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, or even the Xbox Game Pass uh, subscription service, that could be a big game changer for streamers on Mixer. Now, does Microsoft have the money to back that? That's the big question with the current business model set up for Xbox Game Pass because there is something about having a free subscription available via Twitch Prime that incentivizes me to find streamers to use it on. Uh, I think that's a big part of the success success of Twitch in 2019. Of course, the content over there is fantastic. There's some incredible production value on Twitch, but having that sub, that free sub, uh, really does have a connection for many people, has a connection for the viewer to go in and find a new streamer, to resubscribe to their favorite streamer, whatever it might be. It really does kind of connect to the community. It's almost like having a free coupon for a chicken sandwich. What are you going to do? not get a free chicken sandwich. That's kind of the situation that they find themselves at Twitch, and I think Mixer wants to find themselves there as well. 
But again, the first step towards seeing more from Xbox Game Pass. But as I said, the best deal in gaming. Uh, if you play on Xbox, you should have Xbox Game Pass if you can afford it. Uh, very affordable service considering what you actually get. Uh, but overall, congrats to Mixer streamers for having yet another way to monetize their content, monetize themselves, and make some cash on the side while they play their favorite games on Microsoft's streaming platform. But let's talk about Steam. Because their business model is unrealistic according to an Ubisoft executive. It doesn't reflect where the world is today in terms of game distribution. That is a direct quote, ladies and gents. Ubisoft executive Chris Early, who is the VP for Partnerships and Revenue with the Assassin's Creed Company, has spoken up to share his thoughts on Steam. Speaking to the New York Times, Early said the company's business model as it stands today is unworkable. It's unrealistic, the current business model they have. It doesn't reflect where the world is today in terms of game distribution, he said. It is not completely clear what part of Steam's business model Early is speaking about. It may be in reference to the revenue split that Steam offers. Steam typically takes 30% of game sales, with 70% going to developers and publishers. And by contrast, the Epic Games Store offers much more to the people who make games. On the Epic Games Store, 88% of revenue goes back to the devs. Given Early's comments, it's not hard to understand why Ubisoft elected to release The Division 2, one of the company's biggest games of 2019, on the Epic Games Store instead of Steam. The Division 2 was also released on Ubisoft's own Uplay Store, and sales of the game there grew 10 times after the decision to bypass Steam. It is not clear if Ubisoft will have a strict no-Steam policy with its future releases. One of the company's major upcoming games, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, will also not be sold on Steam. Epic CEO Tim Sweeney also quoted in the story and said he spoke about how game stores are known to extract an enormous portion of games industry profits. As such, they are ripe for disruption, he said. Super Meat Boy developer Tommy Rafinis, I believe I said that name correctly, is quoted as well. He talked about how he believes the video game business needs better systems for buying and selling games. The only way we will get it is if companies with tons of money are innovating and trying to outdo each other, he said. The full story is fascinating and well worth a read if you did want to click on the link which is in the article which I have linked down below the YouTube video. Uh, but incredibly intriguing to see Ubisoft saying this kind of thing. Of course, not necessarily surprising because they have been releasing tons of their games on the Epic Games Store, much to the success of the company. Of course, as the article does mention, traditionally people will boycott the Epic Games Store. That tends to be what happens. And then they'll try and find their games elsewhere. Well, Whenever you don't have the game released on Steam, but you still really want to play The Division 2, guess what? Ubisoft's Uplay, probably already installed on your PC. They get 100% of the profits from that one. It's a win-win all around. If you don't want to use Uplay, you can use the Epic Games Store. If you don't want that one, you can use Uplay. Boom shakalaka, they're making money hand over fist either way. So they don't really care. Uh, but is it unrealistic to say uh, the developers get 70% while the storefront gets 30%? I would say yes, just because of the fact that times they are changing, and now that the Epic Games Store has disrupted the industry in such a way that it shows they can uh, take less of a cut and give developers more, now that we know it's possible, why wouldn't Steam change its policies? Uh, but overall, it's still an evolving story. You know, it's something that will continue to grow over the time uh, that we are seeing this growth period of new platforms, new storefronts, new ways to sell games online. As digital continues to grow, the space is going to evolve more and more. And one thing that does come to mind is the fact of how far we've come in a very small amount of time all things considered, because I think back to the PlayStation storefront whenever you had the first round of digital games really coming into the limelight. 
there were few sales, few and far between. Games that were $4 at GameStop might be $60 on the PlayStation Store, and that made digital so incredibly unappealing. But as time has gone on, there are often times when you can get games cheaper digitally through sales and through promotions and through very, very frequent price drops as compared or at least equal to what you can find at your local mom-and-pop shop or your GameStop Stop. I was trying to make a rhyme there. It didn't work out. Uh, but overall, Steam's business model is unrealistic, according to an Ubisoft executive. But we've talked about enough logistical stuff. Let's move on and talk about the games, shall we? Apex Legends' next hero and a new weapon have been leaked at a GameStop conference. Once again, news about Apex Legends' upcoming hero and weapon has dropped ahead of an official announcement. It is no secret at this point that the next hero slash legend coming to Apex Legends is Crypto. Even if you ignore the datamon leaks, Respawn has officially teased Crypto with the help of in-game easter eggs and, of course, in the Season 2 reveal trailer. As the launch of Season 3 approaches, the mysterious new hero is becoming more and more clear. At a GameStop manager's meeting held this week, EA showed up with some new information on Apex Legends' next season. Among them was a brief look at Crypto, the new charge rifle and a teaser for what looks to be a Halloween event, something that also leaked a while ago. Although the information shared at the meeting is meant to be confidential, Reddit teaser and user. Tevis3D shared two pictures taken during EA's presentation, which show Crypto, the charge rifle from Titanfall, and a new Gibraltar skin. And of course, here they are in succession. There is your uh, tease at Crypto, uh, who looks to be straight out of Cyberpunk 2077, not even going to lie. The brand new charge rifle looks to be pretty dang ugly, but hey, who knows? Looks like it could be an interesting piece of equipment. And finally, the new Gibraltar skin, which looks to be a play on Frankenstein. Uh, that's actually really, really cool. I like that a lot. Uh, but according to recent data mines, Crypto's tactical ability lets him stend, a drone capable of scouting, hacking doors, and even picking up dead teammate banners. Anything the drone sees is transmitted back to Crypto's teammates. And Crypto's ultimate sends an EMP blast from the drone that disables traps, slows down enemies, and deals shield damage. Bearing in mind the name Crypto may not be the hero's final name, data mined information is usually pretty close to the real thing. Respawn has already confirmed in a blog post that each new season will kick off with a new legend, new weapon, and a major map update. Season 3 does not yet have a launch date, but we are guessing sometime in October, which is shockingly close, considering that we are at the end of August and have just one month to go between now and October, for those that don't know the traditional calendar year. But... Pretty cool to see. Of course, Apex Legends is a game that has taken the world by storm in 2019, dropped off in the popularity, of course, uh, over the few months that it has been out since, you know, there is that initial rush of adrenaline and then people move on to the next big thing. Uh, but they've also been having a bit of a PR debacle this week uh, with some of the developers going on Reddit and really sharing their minds uh, in a big, big way with the entire gaming community. It was really shocking. We talked about it on the show. There's a whole episode dedicated to it on youtube.com slash Media. But overall, I like the skins. I like the new updates. And of course, anytime there is a new season, it does bring people back. So Apex Legends is looking to get a boost in the coming weeks. I will say I did dive back in over the weekend. I gave it a bit of a shot uh, to see how Apex Legends was holding up in 2019, you know, as of as of the end of August. And I will say I had a pretty good time. I played a bit on PS4, a bit on PC, just to kind of get a feel for both both versions of the game, if you will. And man, it was, it was, it was a fun game. It's free to play. Dive in, give it a shot if you want. And of of course, there are battle passes, skins, tons of stuff you can chunk your cash at if you really fall in love with the game. Uh, but again, it looks like a pretty big new hero is going to be coming very, very soon if you did want to dive in and check out the new weapon along with that coming around in October. But maybe you like The Lion King. The Lion King and Aladdin Sega Mega Drive Classics are getting HD remasters. 
The GameStop conference really doesn't seem to be as confidential as it should be, according to yet another leak from it. The 90s Aladdin and the Lion King Sega Mega Drive and SNES games could be making their way to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. First revealed by Wolverine Factor on Twitter, the games will supposedly include the original soundtracks and be available for pre-order from GameStop tomorrow morning, which could be, in fact, today. Depending on their time zone, it could come out sooner than you think. Game Explain went on to corroborate the news and even supplied an image that looks like it was cheekily taken at the conference, showing physical copies of the games as an HD remaster collection for all consoles. And of course, a separate source also confirmed the leak to Gamatsu, reporting that the games will be playable in both original and 1080p resolutions, having new features allowing players to fast forward or rewind to get to any point in the game, and even letting the game take over to show players how to complete a level. We don't yet know how the remasters will fully change the game, or even if they will be coming to PC, but it looks like we will find out very, very soon. And of course, again, there is the low-resolution uh, box art, but we can clearly see Aladdin and the Lion King. And of course, this makes perfect sense. You have to consider the overall uh, movie situation we have in 2019, where Will Smith is in Aladdin, where you do have a brand new uh, CGI'd out the ass Lion King that has taken the world by storm, being one of the biggest movies ever created. Uh, and so instead of making a new game, why not just re-release ones that people thought were pretty okay? And that's exactly what we see here today. And so I would say you should be hearing more about this in just a couple of minutes if I did have to uh, be a betting man in this situation. Uh, but we will see if it comes to the PC, of course, as it says, coming fall 2019, I would assume, uh, because it can't take too much to bring these games to the modern generation. But hey, why not? You know, people like those games, people have nostalgia for those games, and you might as well, considering, again, movies in 2019. But finally, of course... We have tons of Netflix shows coming out soon, including Cuphead, but now you can play the music from Cuphead, which is available via the official Sheep Music. And of course, as they say at Destructoid, this absolutely rules. Now we just have to wait for some wholesome YouTube videos. It's not every day that we see officially sanctioned video game sheet music. In the case of Cuphead's toe-tapping soundtrack, though, the idea is such a no-brainer, it's time to get the band back together. Studio MDHR has begun selling digital Cuphead sheet music, which charts targeting high school concert bands, jazz bands, and professional musicians. Heck, there's even a $5 barbershop quartet option. How does one go about forming a barbershop quartet in 2019? Who knows, but you could find out. The sheet music varies in price and song selection. The high school concert band package, for instance, includes PDF scores and parts for Inkwell Isle 1 and Die House, and it's priced at $30. Meanwhile, the professional charts are a bit pricier at $50, but in return you are getting access to seven Cuphead songs. I'm not at all in the target market for this stuff. I was forced to play trombone in high school and it did not go well, but I can appreciate what Studio MDHR is doing from afar. Talk about a cool intersection. And I will say that as somebody who was in band in high school, I played jazz guitar, uh, this would have been absolutely so dang cool I couldn't even believe it. Of course, we played traditional private school uppity music nine times out of ten. Uh, my band director was pretty cool. Uh, shout out to Mr. Gunter. And so he would, uh, he would allow us to play a couple of things here and there that were a little bit Rastafarian from time to time, a little bit hard Rockian from time to time. Uh, I had a pretty good time in band in high school, but at the same time, to be able to have Cuphead music for 30 bucks, not that bad. It's really not a very high uh, entry fee considering what some of this cheap music does tend to cost uh, whenever you're really talking about what they could charge for it. Uh, but 
I'm glad to see this. I can't wait to see the YouTube videos myself. Without a doubt, they're going to be coming. And man, that makes me super, super happy. Of course, this makes joining band even more enticing. And I'm a big fan of the arts in high school. I'm a big uh, supporter of getting into acting, getting into drama, getting into the arts uh, overall. And so this is really cool. It's a really cool incentivizing uh, tool to get people to pick up an instrument and play something instead of just playing Cuphead. But of course, you can always just play Cuphead. That's totally cool, too. Uh, but that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. Of course, if you guys enjoyed this one, be sure to drop me a like down below on the YouTube video. And if you happen to be watching, or I suppose that's not possible, listening on the podcast version of the show, be sure to subscribe via your podcast feed if you have not already. But if you have, thanks for coming back for another one. Of course, I will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report. But until then, have a fantastic rest of the day. I'll talk to you soon, and peace.